here's the here's the the messed up thing about that. Wait, can can we cuss on this? Sure. Sure. Okay. The fucked up thing about it is, that's how you know you gotta go back. The fucked up thing about it is. Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macrow. Brought to you by Public Safety and Education and the Trigger Pressers Union. And now, your hosts. Hello, welcome to Meet the Pressers with Clint Macro and Matt Mallory. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of Sabre Corporation, PowerTech Flashlights, Lee Armory, and Easy2C Targets. Thank you. Today our special guest is Maj Ture. Maj, uh, we've, we've done a little bit of recon on you. You're, you're certainly someone that's in the spotlight quite often these days, and you're in the unique position of uh, having your own movement, but as well, you're, you're running for public office in, in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. So uh, why don't you give us the, uh, the, the short version? What's, what's the story of you? The story of me is um, regular dude from Philly. Uh, started making music and traveling around because, you know, everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to or just pursue their passion. So um, when we started recognizing that we could sell the music and stop trapping as hard, we could sell the music and make money off of it. We used to travel around the country selling our own, you know, CDs at the time. And so from that experience, all of my friends that I would go back to a different city you know, I would be like, yo, what's up with, you know, whoever? And I'll be like, oh, he caught a gun charge. <laughs> and it's like, oh, damn, who'd he shoot? And he didn't shoot anybody. He just, like, caught the charge for having the gun. And so I'm like, damn. So then we would start seeing that in all of these different cities. And then seeing that, we like, yo, this isn't really an issue of, like, dudes being bad dudes. This is the issue of guys, uh, a lot of guys not knowing how to go through the process. And so coming back, fast forward, you know, uh, going into the 2015 elections, everybody was just like they about to gear up now, voter registration drive, voter registration drive. And so me and my co-founder, my partner was like, yo, we need a license to carry drive. And so mm -hmm. we started a, um, we, it was going to be one class. It was going to be one event. <laughs> and just a whole bunch of people came, pause. And so with that being the case, uh, everybody just in essence was like, yo, we want to do something like this in our town. So we started, Black Guns Matter just to pay for people to pay it forward so people could have very entry level, very basic, very get your mind right, very bare bones, 101, understanding of uh, political education, uh, civics, firearm safety, conflict resolution, and de-escalation. Um, four, maybe five years later, you know, uh, we, we galvanized a lot of that energy that we've had over the years and turned it into this political, the city council run. And that's pretty much the long and short. That was the long, but the short of it is I'm just a dude from, you know, urban America. That's like, yo, we can fix this ourselves. We don't, there's no, there's no like super special like power or like only hmm. certain types of people can do it. And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm not selling drugs no more. So let's just do this. That's actually pretty profound. It's uh, it's interesting that a lot of the a lot of the people in the inner city would be carrying a firearm for self defense. 
and they're carrying the firearm, not knowing the process to go through to get a license, a license legally, and that's why they got the charge. I, I, that's never really hit me until you just said that. That actually, it makes a lot of sense. You know, and Listen, then these are these are cities like Philly, for example. These these laws for carry in Pennsylvania. So first and foremost, Pennsylvania is an open carry state. They made a different statute that actually is in violation of Pennsylvania's, you know, Article 1, Section 21 is very clear. The mm -hmm. right to keep and bear arms shall not be questioned. Not even like, not, not, don't even question this. And so in Philly, because we're a city of the first class, meaning we got over 1 million inhabitants, they made a statute that says if you carry in Philly, you know, it, you got to carry concealed. That is a contradiction. That's not even lawful. Right. You know, so not only are people not being informed about their civic duty and responsibilities that come along with this, you're creating individual city municipalities are creating statutes that are in direct violation of state constitution. Mm. Somebody need to get the fuck sued, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so now on top of that, you got young men that because the general theme is we don't talk about guns or safety or any of that. Now they hiding it. They're not looking for no more extra information. They're not looking, they don't know what the fuck appendix carry is generally. I'm talking about guys that just happen to live in those neighborhoods and women that happen to live in those neighborhoods that are affected by the misinformation. Then a lot of, I know women like uh, Shanine Allen yeah. got pulled over, told mm -hmm. the officer, she wore right over the bridge in Jersey. They tried to give her four years. They tried to roof her. So my point is not only are we missing the information, but you're not educating the people. And on top of that, you're, you're, uh, it's a setup. It's like you're in certain demographics, you're not informing the people. And then on top of that, um, you, you try, you're really affecting their life in a, a very negative way. But the thing that you did in the city is unlawful from the gate because you made a rule to supersede state yep. constitution. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, a, it's really a big setup. And we see the sham. We just needed people from urban America that were um, bold and not afraid enough of corrupt portions of law enforcement to make noise about it, you know. And so... Fast forward, that's where we at now. Well, if you add to that the, uh, the, the fees that they're charging, the tax that they're charging, if you will, now that it makes it even harder for people in inner city and people that are uh, you know, low income to be able to defend themselves. I mean, you, I mean, it's enough to go and have to uh, purchase the firearm itself and the cost of that and the ammo and then the training if they don't know how to use the gun so that they can uh, adequately defend themselves. But now you add on that, now they got to pay in New York City, it's, you know, four, three, four, five hundred dollars by the time you're all said and done and you can't take it out of your house except for to go to one range within, you know, within a certain distance because it's a, it's a possessed premise or business license. The bad guys are only going to rob you on your way to the range. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely a matter of control. It's not about saving lives. It's about control. You know, these people that try to put forth these illegal actions and they want to control us as, as individuals, they know, as you and I, all three of us here know, that the true fourth check and balance of, of our system of government is an armed and educated citizenry. And the dumber they keep us and the more at bay they keep us and they outspend us, they'll arrest you, you'll sue them, you'll win, but then you're out all that money. So they're making it so that people can't afford to even fight for their rights, let alone uh, exercise them. We got to start suing city and local and state governments before anybody get arrested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is still yeah. a violation. Before Johnny Cochran died, he was working on this thing. I, I, I just learned this. That's why I'm so hyped to talk about it. <laughs> he was working on this thing called the Reparations Assessment Group. 
which was going to take into toll how much, you know, we got to stay on our flag. Slavery fucking happened, whatever, right? You don't stay there, but you recognize it and you move forward. Amen. In that process, they were going to put together a class action lawsuit and meticulously break down the private institutions and governmental bodies that were responsible in the state, city, state, and federal level responsible for enslaving of, you know, descendants of, you know, slavery, right? That gets results. Some, sometimes people only respect money and violence. The, the parallel between the street and politics is very similar. That's why I'm going to do good in politics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> parallel, the only difference is people get sued and people don't generally get shot. You got to start attacking people and these, these politicians and these policies and they fiscally. The problem is getting people. We've been successful in people from urban America to go get trained. The problem is getting people to say, not just dudes that happen to be white dudes. The media can play that real easy. They can go, well, mm -hmm. it's just the white dudes. They don't care about the black dudes. So it doesn't matter, right? And a certain demographic goes, well, damn, it always does look like white dudes. We got to get urban America like we've been successful in getting them to go get training and start that process. We have to get them to understand that this is a violation of your very basic and fundamental human right. In order to do that, you got to get the hood active, urban America active on all of these things, even though we have contradictions in America, right? All of these things are afforded to me by my birth. These are my birthrights. As the founding fathers wrote, hey, guys, here's another list of shit that isn't government granted. When you get the hood active in that, when you talk about New York, you got seven, eight million people mm -hmm. in the boroughs yep. that if they all have that thought process, you can't control them people anymore. There's a movie, I forget the name of it. Oh, it was End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. And he said one of the biggest, somebody in the movie said one of the biggest tricks that the devil pulled was trying to convince the world that, it, that he didn't exist. Didn't exist, yeah. They've been very good at tricking us into thinking like, oh, you can't vote third party. Oh, you can't do this. People aren't going to get together. Blah, 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 blah. All that other stuff. That's a falsehood. I've been across this country. I don't even know how many times anymore. I can't keep count. We are much more similar than they try to make. Every white dude that I know is like, oh, what kind of cigar is that? Every, a lot of the women are like, oh, I smoke. There's so many things. You ain't even talk about weed yet. You know how many people from so many different backgrounds <laughs> smoke uh, weed? Uh. We, we're more similar than, um, than they, they'll, they'll allow us to be but, or uh, allow us to think we are. But with the power of platforms like this and social media, even though we get some pushback on social media, they try Zuckerberg us every now and then. But my point is, we have way more power than the, uh, the, the small minority of people that would want us to keep, keep us separate. We have way more power than they, they, they show us as having. And it just takes people like me. I didn't even expect to be alive this long, bro. This is a, a fucking vacation at this point. We have to fight for something. We got a good blueprint with contradictions because I'm not one of them dudes that's like, oh, you know, well... America's perfect. No, the fuck it's not. No, it was not. <laughs> like, again, slavery happened, but we got to acknowledge that, heal from it, and move forward. And then when you create that type of unity, that Bacon's Rebellion type shit, then you're going to start to see some change. Well, I think that unity starts when people recognize that we are first Americans. I think that's lost a lot of times, especially you get into like public education and all that. It's, it's uh, you know, the citizen of the world kind of thing. And being an American is kind of a dirty word in some contexts. And no, it's not a dirty word. And we may come from different backgrounds. We may have different thought processes, but we all fight for the same cause of America.
globalization, they're trying to do that one world shit. And, and I'm a conspiracy theorist to a degree. They want the Amero, the Euro, and the Afro. All under one centralized banking situation. And I, and I know I might be going a bit far, but there's nothing wrong with, I'm hood. I'm from North Philly. I'm intelligent. I study. I train. I'm funny. I'm charismatic. I'm kind of handsome. There's nothing wrong with owning what you are. Owning like, okay, I might be from the hood. That doesn't make anybody from the suburbs better than me or me better than them. Exactly. Diversity is the spice of life. Because you're still, you're going to, I don't care where you're from, you're still going to have certain commonalities. Mm-hmm. Under a certain culture, you're going to have certain commonalities. If you're a vegetarian, you like fruits and vegetables. You might not like fucking avocados, but you like fruits and vegetables. <laughs> right? If you're a meat eater, you like a steak. We might disagree on, okay, you want to chew up a dry ass, well yeah. done steak. Great. That's that's awesome yeah. for you. I like my new one. I might want a little bit, you know, a little bit more, you know, uh, succulent, juicy, you know, rare to mine. Or vice versa. But we all like yep. steak. Respecting those differences while finding the commonalities is one of the things that Black Guns Matter has been able to do. Um, nice. Even with the name, Black Guns Matter. People, oh, you hate white people. Bro, shut up. <laughs> some, some of the coolest people I know happen to be white. Some of the coolest I know happen to be Asian, Latin, Spanish. There's, cool, there's another commonality and a difference. All backgrounds of quote-unquote racists have cool people and fucking dickheads. That's it. <laughs> well That's said. It. So well said. Finding all of those things and, and, and utilizing firearms as a thing to defend the values that you have while you're understanding the commonalities. That's all we really do. Bill Delphi, Patriot Farm School of Defense here in Mansfield. You're watching Meet the Presses with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Meet the Pressers. I always like to see the thought process behind someone who is making the decision to go into public office. Did someone mention this to you and say, hey, you should do this? Or was this something you just thought of in your own head? What, no, what led you to that point? It was my partner. A lot of this shit is still my partner, Janine. Women see shit that we don't see. As smart as we are, as aggressive as we are, they, they operating on something else. Um, for me, you know, my partner, the co-founder of Black Guns Matter is a woman. And she's like, yo, bro, you should do this this way. Because I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not a gun dude like that. I got a gang of guns. Guns are tools to defend freedom. I'm a freedom dude, you know? And so really, um, the, to have the ability to infiltrate a very liberal and left-leaning and, to be perfectly honest, anti-gun city, and hold it down for the people that may not maybe thinking the same thing, but may not feel confident enough in themselves to translate these freedom and patriotic ideals in a way that most Americans can identify with it. It's something that's a skill set that I have. So it's like, okay, I'll use that platform or my following to catapult me in the city council. Then I won't have to. T- I don't have a voice once I become uh, a politician or a statesman, right? My voice is the people's voice, and I'm good at that. Do you find there's certain um, certain states, certain areas, certain uh, individuals that you run across that are um, that they just don't understand your focus, the the goal of of Black Guns Matter, and uh, and you able to turn them, or you just walk away saying, yeah, uh, they're an idiot, like your hat alludes. <laughs> if if they if they have a conversation with me, most people are not anti-gun. They just don't understand the data. And they don't have somebody, if y'all say the same thing I say, the mainstream media or the left mm. media, uh, some portions of it, 
has made us look like again y'all y'all can't definitely y'all not speaking for the hood in their mind right they've been told that because i don't run into the argument of well you're a white dude so you don't really care like it's, it's almost like fucked up to be y'all right now like, <laughs> 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 it's bad business the left has done a great job at that touche touche you know <laughs> and so i'm like all right well I don't suffer from that, so I'm not triggering their defense mechanisms there. I'm really good at understanding and hearing a perspective from somebody that comes from my demographic. I'm not attacking people. I'm respecting their choice. We are respecting their choice to not have a gun. If you want to be Hacksaw Ridge and you want to go into war without a gun, great. If you come out of that amazing, you're going to have a hell of a book to tell, to write, and I'm going to buy your book. You know, if you make it up out that bitch but if if so you know that's your that is freedom i've only had maybe one person i'll hit them with this i'll say yo if somebody comes in here right now just shooting this shit up would you not want the means to potentially save your own life or if your daughter's with you yep. do you not want those means and they go well i mean yeah well then you're not anti-gun yeah, they're gonna call the police, right? They're gonna call. They're expect the police to come in and save them. Somebody I, with an yeah. actual gun is still gonna, right. Is still gonna show up. Yeah, exactly. The rape whistle is to call somebody with an actual gun. The reality is, you can't argue against two point five million self defensive defensive gun usages every year. Yeah, that's like this ain't my stats. It's like the FBI in them. Like the people that you say are smart. That's their numbers. Bro, don't have a gun, but don't impede on my ability to have one. Amen. Right. You know what I mean? And because, again, for the most part, a lot of the work or the heavy lifting was done for me because I'm, I look how I look and I'm from where I'm from. And, you know, and people see me all the time in every hood. I go to, I smoke, I drink, I, I hang out, you know. I, I'm just not trying to be this thing that, like, this perfect made-up image of shit. Like, I don't care. And, and so I think there's, a, there's, a, there's an attraction to that. It's Realism. no different than the attraction to Donald Trump. He, okay, he's a billionaire, but at the same time, he comes up with really, he calls people Pocahontas. Like, it's funny. Like, <laughs> so yeah, no. there's, a, there's a relatability there, and I think that works in our favor. Definitely. Do you, do you think uh, a lot of his issues are there's only, uh, you know, 240 characters within Twitter as well? <laughs> I think that's a part of it. And so he's a 70-year-old rich white male. Yeah. Like, if if I when I'm a fifty year old rich black male, I'll probably I might be levitating above motherfuckers. Like my level of <laughs> arrogance, if you're not very careful, this dude's been on like he's been rich for fifty years. Hmm. Like rich. Like not like like fuck rich. He's been like wealthy for like thirty of those fifty years. You know? So I get a haircut and sometimes get fucking like arrogant. I shave and I you know, it's like, oh man, I'm the best thing ever. So I think it's that. And I think it's, he has, um, he has, fuck you money. He has, who going to check me? I just became the president of the United States against every single odd. He mm -hmm. actually ran his campaign as a black man. A lot of people didn't like him. They lied on him. He got a bunch of baby moms. Hmm. The fuck? Like that stereotype? <laughs> that stereotype and to yeah. still win? Now, do I think he could be a little bit more diplomatic i think president obama and kennedy were some of the most charismatic and diplomatic presidents that we've ever seen i agree with that but i need but i need that charisma and that personality to translate into policies that are good for americans
he's been horrible for our Second Amendment rights. I agree. Yeah, I totally way. agree. Yep. And it's like, bro, what? Don't you say a fucking word about a silencer. <laughs> yeah. B- you know what I'm saying? Bump so stocks, think- national reciprocity, all that stuff went to the tank once we had an active killer shooting. You had, you had both. You had the House and the Senate. The shit yep. is a layup. Yeah. You know, I talk about it a bit with Don Jr. and Instagram. We'll, I'll DM him. That's a humble brag, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's like, bro, this shit is that. We have to have that level of objectivity. The thing, the things that I like about President Trump, I have, I think, I, I like things about President Obama. Audacity of Hope and Letters from My Father was some of the most the dopest books I ever read in my fucking life. And I think symbolically, what President Obama. Uh, made young uh, people from uh, uh, different hues and shades, it changed their paradigm of, okay, we can do anything too on a different level to have somebody in arguably the most powerful position on the planet. Um, but at awesome. the same time, you know, I'm going to disagree with, you know, re-upping on the Patriot Act. You, you campaigned against that, bro. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you got in, you was talking all this anti-George Bush Jr. shit. Mm-hmm. You damn near did the exact same thing. And I feel the same way about President Trump when it comes to bump stock bans and shouts to firearms policy coalition, you know, for rumbling up against that. I was there at the appellate court a few months ago when they were talking about that, you know, that bump stock ban. We just have to make sure that we're not getting caught in the cult of personality. It's, you know, that's, that's part of the reason why the founding fathers, a lot of them didn't want just the two party system. Right. Cause then it becomes the, it's gang related. It's like bloods and crips, it's like <laughs> fuck the other side, as opposed to, Hey, what's good for our actual nation? You know, is it only you're politically involved because you got a guy that knows how to push the buttons and it creates hat and t-shirt sales? You know, so it's, it's a thin line there. And I think that President Trump um, is somewhat uh, limited by his tweets. But at the same time, uh, I can't give him that all of the way, you know, just all, that all the way out because forget what you're tweeting. It's what you're saying and you're doing. That mm-hmm. attorney general was your boy. That's talking that bump stock shit. That's your man. Yeah, it's true. You know? And when, when you've got the uh, politicians saying, I made that uh, joke to my aunt years ago, God rest her soul. She uh, passed away years ago from cancer. But when uh, Hillary Clinton was running for Senate here in New York State, she said she was going to vote for her. And I said, well, if you ask her what she's for, she's like, oh, I'm for whatever you're for. Tell me what you're for. And I'm for that. And, and that that's the epitome of a politician, always just uh, trying to get any vote they can in any way possible and sell their soul to the devil in a sense. I tell, I tell my ex-girlfriends and my cousins, female cousins, women cousins, when guys say, well, what do you look for in a man? He's just trying to pretend like he's that for two weeks until you let him fuck. So just don't tell him. Just see who he is. So when you ask him, well, whatever you're for, have to evolve past our gang. You know, my street dude's just like, yeah, fuck the cops. I'm like, yeah, well, I know, some of them are my fucking cousin. So, like, I know him. I, I can't say fuck the cops. I understand your experience. And to my law enforcement dudes that's like I'm at the range with or in classes with, it's like, yeah, fuck all of these thugs. Well, no, I know that thug would save your life if your car was overturned. You know, so it's so many subtle nuances. And our job is to make sure that we exposing those subtle nuances and finding that, you know, but um, not just going with just what somebody fucking wants to hear. That's the, that level of political, like, correctness is the start of fucking deception you know I mean i'm a lie because i think that's what you want to hear that's i'm telling you that's what i used to do to pick up girls 
<laughs> you're gonna get uh, fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how the politics. Let, tell me what I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear, so I can fuck you. That's, <laughs> what, how can people contact you and also maybe get involved with or contribute to your uh, campaign? It's two separate campaigns. If they want to help us, what, what I really need everybody to do is because I only got eight grand left for this uh, Black Guns Matter thing for 2019, but I can't, I got to get rid of that eight grand so I can pay for all of the events for the rest of the year. Um, so I need everybody that's, that wants to pay it forward there gofundme.com forward slash black guns matter. Um, that'll help because running two campaigns, two fundraising campaigns, because my Maj for Philly website for, for the donations for the city council run, that has to be completely separate. Campaign mm -hmm. finance laws dictate as such. Um, and if anybody wants to donate or volunteer for the city council run, that's um, Maj, M-A-J, 4, F-O-R, Philly.com, Maj for Philly.com. I want to be in there to give, just like Obama gave people a symbolism, you know, of damn, I could, I could aspire to something great. Mm -hmm. I could aspire to local politics and benefit my community very directly. And so if anybody wants to support us in that endeavor, you know, just donate. What we started doing was anybody that gives a donation over 76, we in Philly, 1776, 76ers. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we'll send you like the campaign t-shirt. I got one right here. Um, it's a really cool shirt if I do say so myself. Nice. So, um, I mean, we, you know, we're going to have to buy a lot of uh, airtime and stuff as it gets closer to November. Mm -hmm. The general election is November the 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November, you know. Um, but, yeah, that's the two ways that everybody can help. And um, just and outside of that, just for our work and my work, um, just take somebody to the range, man. Get them involved in the shooting sports. Give them some understanding of the Second Amendment. But it, got, it can't be somebody that looked like you. They got to be somebody that looks absolutely outside of you. Well, it's definitely been a pleasure, sir. And uh, we hope we can do it again. If there's anything you want to get out uh, that you want to uh, promote and get pushed out to the general public, and uh, please consider asking us to be on again, and we'll definitely get you up and get you on the yeah. airwaves. Whenever y'all need me, if I'm free, I'm down. Cool. And I'm on uh, the other side of the state in Pittsburgh. We've got our own fights going on out here. But if there's anything I can do to help you, especially with your campaign, feel free to reach out to me. I'll be happy to help. Absolutely. I appreciate y'all, man. No, no problem, sir. All right. All right. Stay safe. Stay dangerous. We have a lot of sponsors that made this show possible. Make sure you check them out and give them your business. This episode of Meet the Pressers is made possible with the generous support of Sabre Corporation, PowerTech Flashlights, Lee Armory, and Easy2C Targets. Thank you. So, Matt, tell us about some of the classes and course offerings you have coming up in the near future. All 60 of them, right? <laughs> so, we've got the New York course that I'm putting on weekly. And Article 35 multi-state course we're doing on a monthly basis. Also have Taser coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. And doing that about, about every two weeks, we've got that course. We've got Larry Vickers coming in in August for a pistol and AR and AK operator courses, as well as uh, obviously in the fall, we've got Tig, John Tigan, one of the Benghazi heroes, coming in to uh, talk about what happened and go out to the range and shoot some fun guns, Uzi, Tommy Gun, AK-47, stuff like that. 
Um, but real quick, I'll, I'll refocus on the taser because uh, being the only certified taser civilian instructor in the state and the first civilian instructor in the state, uh, just did our past course this past weekend, the very first one in the state and had four graduates. Pretty exciting to do that. So I'm looking to travel all across the New York State and put that course on. So if anybody out there is looking to have uh, me come out and run the course, uh, we're also selling the tasers too in our gun store. Uh, I just got back from Boston. I was in Boston doing a, the Personal Defense Network tour. I did two dates there, actually in Mansfield, Massachusetts. I had a great time out there. It was a lot of fun. Right. I always love to travel to other states. I went there with a rental car that was completely clean. I brought a different range bag and I had a cert pistol. That's what I ah. carried to, to uh, Massachusetts because uh, the laws there are a little bit different than yeah. they are here in Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, but I have the uh, USCCA DSF Level 1 instructor course coming up, an instructor development course uh, coming up in Pennsylvania here in July. Um, also hosting Derek Poole. Derek is uh, putting on a two-day uh, intuitive defensive carbine class uh, through ICE training. That's the company he's, he's teaching uh, under as he comes up here in August. That's going to be an excellent, excellent class. So I encourage people to sign up for that. It's a pretty rare opportunity. I, I get the another ICE guy to come up and Derek happens to be their rifle guy. That's what nice. Rob refers to him as. Uh, in October, I just set up a, a date with uh, one of your colleagues up in New York. Dave Jenkins is coming down and he's going to be putting on the new NRA concealed carry instructor course, instructor cool. development course. Uh, I was not involved with that program and a lot of my instructors had said, hey Clint, can you get me certified for this? So well, I'm bringing Dave down. Of all the people that I'm aware that's uh, teaching that as a training counselor. Dave's one of the best. And so Dave's going to come down here. I'm hosting him uh, and he'll be putting that on and I'll be taking that training with him as well. This is Will Parker of Freddie Mercs. Yes, the best mustache in the industry. You're watching Meet the Pressers with Matt Mallory and Clint Macro. Thanks for watching the show. Make sure to like, subscribe and share and click that little bell to make sure you know when our next show is uploaded. And until next time, you're watching Meet the Pressers. Meet the Pressers.